come back Your dreams were your ticket I Welcome back To that same old Welcome back, my friends. Hour number two of our big geek here for a uh, Tuesday. It's 8.10, 10 minutes after the hour as we gather together for some good conversation. Oh, and hopefully having your involvement as well on the Frio Stack auction service lines, the uh, phone line 304-232-8255, the text line 304-214-1600. 62 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 63 at the Highlands. Moving, must be sunshine in my backyard in Elm Grove. 67 degrees in my backyard in Elm Grove and 62 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. You just heard the forecast. going to be a really nice week all week. Pleasant temperatures, mid-70s for the week, moving into the 80s for the weekend and close to 90 by Labor Day, but still really yep, all in falls all. here. Yeah, yeah, falls here, right. Uh, well, for a few days it's going to be. See, I knew I'd get us. You just you just won't let it go, will you? You just not. You, the, the leaves could um, be falling uh, and you summer, won't let it go. Summer isn't gone until uh, somebody buries it and kills it with a shovel to the head. I mean, you know me. I, I, I still want summer to stay on and on and on and on. Um, and you know what part of it is? Because I don't feel like I and I did enough this summer that I wanted to do. I did a little bit more than usual. Not by did. I don't mean like I went out and ran a marathon. But, I, you know, I went out to the parks and, and sat out in the park and read instead of sitting at home and reading. But I didn't get out and do as much as I wanted to do. Uh me even I think worse than you, Howard. I, I did did nothing. You know, I thought I'd go to the park once or twice a month. Yeah, and I haven't even been there once. And it's over this weekend. They, they let the dogs in, right? So it's over. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I'll be I'll be holding on to summer. I'll still be sitting out on my glider as long as I can in the evenings. And of course, it'll be getting dark, and so I won't be able to do that either. Remember the beginning of summer? You went to ball games just about every evening. That's exactly right. I yeah. never went to one ball game. Nothing sound it says summer like going to a ball game. I didn't do that one time. So I, th- I think you did a lot more yeah, in your well, summer I did. than I, I did. I feel like I did. I was a little bit you quit more. quit going to the dentist. That was a good thing. Well, <laughs> I have discovered I need to keep, you know, I for 40 years I didn't. Okay. I did not go to the dentist for 40 years. And once I started going back, I, but really they're pretty good about, well, beating me up on the head. You, you need to be here. I just had a cleaning done, remember, a few weeks ago. Uh, we'll set your six-month appointment today, and you call your other dentist. I go to one dentist for three-month cleaning, one for six months. You call so-and-so for your three-month cleaning. I'll send them a note and remind you that you'll be calling. It's like, geez, you guys, leave me alone. And, you know, I don't want to gang up on you too much. But, but you uh, But, you know, what month was it, Howard? You, you kind of thought you were, uh, well, how can I say this? Well, you thought you were going blind. Remember well, that? Was, yes, like that, was a, that was a bad part of this summer. That was a... Said it before, is that of all the problems I've had medically, and you all know them, I have heart problems, kidney problems, liver problems, breathing problems. All the problems I've had, nothing scared me more than when I thought I might be going blind. Turned out it was an infection, and thank heavens my eye doctor knew what to do about it and got rid of it. But, man, there's nothing. When you can't read... You know, and, and you, I mean, you can't see. Oh, geez, bad news. So, yeah, now it's a, I, I guess I could go back and start. Teddy is doing at school, it's that, you know, this summer I, and then you fill in the blank. I guess if I did this summer I, there are things. I had my teeth cleaned. I almost went blind. Yes. 
Granddad, what's that? Well, that's Braille, Teddy. That's Braille. <laughs> Granddad was just practicing, just practicing, just uh, just in case. Uh, we're talking this morning about what words come to mind when you hear Biden or Trump. There's an AP poll that was out on that. Uh, I'll tell you that neither man fares very well in the new AP survey. Uh, the number one words for Biden are old and confused. The number one words for Trump are crooked and corrupt. And while each have their own strong core of supporters, especially Trump has a strong, small core of support, those go across the board. Democrats, Republicans alike say about both candidates, yet, yet, yet. You can text me if you'd like to what you think about that. What words come to mind when you say, when I say to you, Biden, or I say Trump? Uh, text line, the Frio Stack Ox Service text line, uh, Trump, evil bully, Joe, dementia. And again, I I don't agree with these necessarily, but that's what people are saying. That's exactly the kind of things people are saying. Trump, D.C. trial date set for next spring, just part of a very busy trial day. Tom Scateri, our national correspondent, coming up in just a minute or two. How valid is the case that the 14th Amendment could ban Trump from holding office? My old friend Matt Robeson, political analyst extraordinaire, will join me. He and I will reflect on that. And... Um, a new app is available, Bob. I got thinking maybe I'd download this in just in order to maybe encourage myself to go out and do more things. Um, if you have this new app on your phone, uh, the app will help you get into any event that you want to go to last minute. You want to go to a big concert. There are no tickets available. Bam, the app will help you. Uh, you need to get a, 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 a reservation at a very hard-to-get-into restaurant. Bam, it'll help you. You want some planning within a big elaborate trip or, world, you know, Bam, even better than Uniglob, this app will help you. So I thought to myself, well, you know, it can't hurt to have it on my phone, right? Just in case I want to go to a concert, want to go, see, I'm in New York City, want to get into a... So I thought maybe I should download it. Then I looked to see if there are any requirements. Yeah. You have to have at least $30 million before they let you download it. Are you going to download the app, Bob? Did you say $30? $30 million. Ah. $30, $30 million. Now, that is the download fee. That is the download fee for the app, which is called Via. Where does it, where does it go? I can't find the name of it. Yeah, Myria. M-Y-R-I-A. Myria. Uh, it is a new app. $30 million to download it. $30,000 per year is your monthly fee. You have to pay for it. So they don't touch my thirty million. I, that's just a qualification that's to let just, me in the just, door. Just to get you in, it's and just, then I yeah. it, they charge me thirty thousand a year. Thirty thousand a year for you to have. Stop and think about that. Let's assume that we are someone who can afford that. All right. How many expensive, exclusive concerts do you have to want to go to? How many table reservations at an exclusive restaurant do you want to go to? To, to make up your $30,000 of monthly fees. And, Not and monthly, again, but yearly fees. And again, Howard, if you got that kind of money, you're probably a mover and a shaker. You probably do that You probably often. can pick up the phone and go, hey, this is Bill Gates. <laughs> you know, uh, I'd like to. I want uh, a table. Yeah, I'd like to have a table. With a view. Um, and I don't want to sound like John Boy Walton here, Howard, but gee, to me, it just. What about the mom and the dad that worked hard all yes. year to take their family to Disney World? 
and they're standing in line, and their kids notice that these people go to the front of the line. Holding their phone up with the, the Myria app on it. To me, again, I money talks. I understand that. But as a society, as a nation, I think the trickle down, I've been using that phrase a lot this morning, the trickle down of that teaches everybody to be money hungry, to go ahead of the line, to jump ahead. Like these traffic guys that we see that always, they can't go to the, bo- the back of the line. They can't wait. They can't wait. It be, says left lane ends They ahead. don't care. They want to go. They, they refuse. Right to the merge point. That's the society and then we're put creating their by that. Even the Disney people that think that's fun. No, I don't think that's fun. I don't think that's, I don't think that's right. I agree with you. And one of these days, I'm going to do a long segment on this. We need to take time to be able to talk about the inequality in our society. And I'm not, I know people then say I'm a socialist or a communist. That's not the point. Uh, it goes to something I thought we might get into a little bit next half hour, maybe not. Whatever happened to the middle class? Whatever happened to concern for the middle class? Middle class Americans who just work every day, make enough money to put food on their table, and maybe take a little vacation or do something. Spe- and we get we get the short shrift. The middle-class America that I grew up in wouldn't tolerate that. They'd say, get the hell out of here. You're not going to the front don't of get, the line. The, yeah. I've been standing here for an hour. Me and my family, middle class is gone. We, the thinking and, and, and the, 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 the relationships and the family values of uh, middle class, it's gone, Howard. It's, I, it's all gone. I, I, I tend to agree with you, and, and you know there are reasons for it, and I don't know how we bring it back, but you know we, we have become a society where, um, and my progressive friends were going to say I'm, I'm not caring enough for the underclass. We, we, have, we have this huge wealthy class out here that controls everything. I mean, it's, it's a gigantic... And the rich are getting richer and richer and richer every day. I know I sound like a communist. I know. But uh, that's the case. And then we have the underclass. We have the poor. And, and, and the good news is we do things for the poor, and we do try to provide welfare and food stamps and so on. We do that. But what about the great unwashed here? What about the middle class the, upon which America was, was built? What about us? Oh, I know. I sound like I'm saying make America great again, don't I? <laughs> but, I mean, what about the middle class? That This this country began – oh, you got me going now. You got me going, pal. This country began to go to hell when we began to disregard the working middle class. We began to say that, well, you know, you can get through life. We're going to make the rich richer, tax breaks for the rich and all that kind of stuff, and we're going to – Help the poor. And again, I don't have a problem with that. But in the meantime, what about us? What about us? All right, 819 here on the Watchdog Morning. So anyways, it's called Myria, M-Y-R-I-A. If you want to get front row seats to Taylor Swift, they can do that for you. you In fact, they say they can get dinner with Taylor Swift if you want that as well. Uh, so, but again, it's, you, 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 you need a net worth of at least $30 million dollars. And um, and it costs thirty thousand dollars a year in an ongoing uh, price. In fact, the current average member it says you have to have at least thirty million dollars net worth in order to download this app, Bob. The current average member is worth six hundred six hundred million dollars. Yeah, I was going to say half a billion, but six hundred yeah, million, even yeah. better, over half a billion dollars. Which thirty thousand? Think about that, Howard. Thirty thousand. Ah. Yeah. Well, th- yeah, got to so, have that so app. Thirty thousand right? is your well that's, worth it. That's your monthly. Uh, that's your yearly expenditure. <laughs> Why, wow, that's uh, sometimes too, I just light my cigars. Sometimes I just light my cigars with that. All right, Tom Scateri and I are going to talk about a number of things coming up next here on the Watchdog Morning Show. 
Hey there, Dave Weekly here. Metro News Hotline presents what's trending in sports, music, movies, tech, television, and more from a Mountain State point of view. Renowned local and national guests pepper the daily lineup with authoritative insights and commentary on a wide variety of topics from West Virginia high school sports to the financial markets. Join the fun. Every day, Coop and I dip into irreverent discussions with calls, texts, tweets, the question of the day, and the always popular in or out. Metro News Hotline, weekdays from 3 to 6 on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Over the years, you've brought over opioids into your home. They helped when you were in pain and you held on to them just in case. But holding on to opioids puts your family at risk. Learn more at www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. Hello, it's John Kozik, founder and president of TurboTrack Realty, and I buy houses as is fast for cash. Call me today for an all-cash offer on any of your properties, and we can close within days at 614-470-2000, 614-470-2000. Do you own a property that's outdated and needs thousands of dollars in repairs? Great, I'll buy it. Give us a call today for an all-cash offer at 614-470-2000, 614 614- 470 Would it be convenient for you if you could simply take what you wanted and leave the rest behind? Great, I'll buy it. I buy vacant properties, inherited homes, divorce situations, death in the family, apartment buildings, rental portfolios. I even buy my tenant won't pay me the rent houses. Call TurboTrack Realty today for an all-cash offer and speak with one of our friendly staff members at 614-470-2000, 614-470-2000. Be sure to check out the Touchdown City Show for award-winning WVU football talk. Tune in every week as Anthony Lewis, Derek Bailey, Michael Sussman, and WVU legend Avon Coburn deliver expert insight about everything gold and blue and give their reaction to the biggest games from around the Big 12. Don't miss a second of the Touchdown City Show. Teachers' desks are clean, chalk is fresh, and the blackboard is ready. It's back to school time, and we're ready with you on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. If you could read my mind, love, what a tale my thoughts could tell. Just like an old-time movie about a ghost from a wishing well. If I could read your mind, what would I read when I say Biden or Trump? It's a new Associated Press poll that is out, survey really more than a poll of Americans. What do you think of when you hear Biden or Trump? And the sad news for both those guys is neither Democrats nor Republicans have a lot of good things to say about either. Biden is old and uh, confused and Trump is corrupt and crooked. That's what people are saying. The first text I have here for someone saying anything positive at all at the Frio Stack Ox Service text line, 304-214-1600, Biden, steadfast. That's the first good thing anyone has said here today. Trump, sociopath. So, all right. Guessing that's a Biden supporter there. I'm a Biden supporter, but I still wish there was somebody else running for office. Tom Scateri is here. I will not ask him to define Biden or Trump because then it would, he would say, like, I'm an opinion. I don't give opinions. I'm a newsman, so I won't ask you to do it. But good morning, Tom. Good morning. Good morning. And, and those don't really surprise me that much, to be honest with you, Howard. I mean, that's what I hear as well. 
And it's like from people like you who are, are supporters of you know Biden, they think he's a good president and he has the potential to be even a better president. They they have concerns. So and Trump people, I don't hear that much from. But they still so they still love Trump. You know, we're talking about. I think the undecided is there. But you know, you well, really, we're talking about this poll from the AP was pretty much across the board, uh, with the exception uh, of you know there is the there are the diehard Trumpians. Uh, yeah. Other than that, Democrats and Republicans both kind of say a pox on both of your houses. Uh, you know, Biden is too old and Trump is too crooked. And that's coming from both Democrats and Republicans, uh, a majority of them saying those kind of things, which is the way I feel. And it, the article goes on to interview some of the people that made the comments. And they say things like, you know, I will uh, uh, I don't think that. I don't think that Biden really has a full grasp of everything, but I'd rather have him than Trump. So I'll basically I'll, you know, I'll, I'll hold my nose and vote for Biden or the vice versa for Trump. Um, mm -hmm. How do we get this way? It's a rhetorical question unless you want to answer it. But how do we get here in our society where we have two candidates running, undisputed leaders in the, you know, for the nominations that nobody wants? <laughs> that nobody yeah, wants. you know, I've heard I'm sure you heard it in past elections where people say, geez, you know, we're a country of 300 million people. Can't we have better candidates to choose from? You know, that's sort of a general theme, I think, that has been around for a while, but never as crystallized as we have it right now. <laughs> I mean, you have you have supporters basically, I really don't want to vote for you, but I guess I have to do that. And you're right, that's always been around somewhat, but I think more so than today. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, so Trump, when Trump's name comes up, the answer, uh, crooked and corrupt were the two biggest answers. And certainly 91 criminal indictments don't uh, don't help him to change that, <laughs> that, <Yeah>. per <laughs> that perception. <laughs> Yesterday, some movement on the Trump front, though. Uh, we have at least right now a trial date set for the, yeah. the D.C. case where he's being charged with basically trying to overthrow the government. Um his attorneys wanted, uh, what, March of 2026, May of 2026, two years from now. Uh, judge said, no, we ain't going to do that, and uh, came up with a, a, a spring of next year date. Does that make sense to you? It does. Uh, you know, what, what's interesting to me is that uh, we're looking at four cases now, and a couple of them, if I read correctly, Howard, are all going to be uh, tentatively starting around that same day. And, of course, that's right before, right after Super Tuesday as well. And, and uh, you know, when the Trump people were complaining about it, the judge said, listen, uh, you know, saying we have other court cases to deal with. The judge basically said, hey, that's that's your problem. You know, it's never it's the, it's the challenge for the person who's going to trial to juggle their personal schedule. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, she's, you know, she's been very, no. you know, I mean, there are those, of course, including Trump, who claim she's deranged, anti-Trump, whatever. But she has been a very strict jurist. Here is what we're going to do. I'm not giving you, I'm not holding you extra accountable because you're a former president, but I'm not giving any slack because you're a candidate either. Uh, if, right. if you were a traditional defendant, there's no way I would put this trial off until 2026. You will make your schedule work around the court calendar. Here's the date that we've come up with, so you better, better be ready, buddy. Yeah, and and the fact that you know he is a candidate is, as she says, doesn't is not relevant to her, or the fact that he's charged in the cases is not relevant. This is the case before her, and this is how she's going to proceed. I, I am a little bit confused, and I'm not sure that you got any better insight than this than I do. She said that she had talked with because the the New York case was scheduled for about the same time. There had been a trial date set, and about the same yeah. time, she said that she had talked to the judge in New York and. 
It was kind of like everything is okay. But she didn't really say what kind of an arrangement they made. Did they both agree? Did one of them agree to put the other one off? Or I, I didn't get. I didn't get what the conclusion of that was. She said, "I talked to the New York judge. We have discussed this, um, and basically everything's okay." But I didn't get a sense of, of how everything's okay. I didn't either. And um, but I, I, I think that they probably worked it out. The timing of uh, his appearance, perhaps uh, the preliminary motions, that type of thing. Um, I don't. There weren't a lot of details released and. I would always caution, and you know, this is this is what we're hearing now in August. It's still several months before March. Things can happen. There could be appeals. There could be negotiated something else. And um, to me, it's, to me, it's a very interesting factor of not only would he have more than one case to attend at one time, and these are these are complicated cases for your defense. Uh, you know, people who might have to testify on your behalf in, in both. Um, but the, the idea of Super Tuesday, you know, following in too, what does that do to his campaigning? Uh, you know, if he's, of course, of course, we, I don't know, Howard, what do you think? You know, he didn't show up in the debate. And he still kind of, quote, unquote, won the night, uh, although some polls show that he dropped a little bit, actually, but not that much. He's still, as you said, the undisputed leader. Does he have to campaign if he's winning in the primaries? Yeah, I mean, the, the realistic he, argument, the argument that, he, that this interferes with his campaigning, it may be factually correct by looking at a calendar, but the point, of the, the point of the matter is he doesn't really need to campaign. Now, if there's a trial and a conviction, I said if there's a trial and a conviction, then moving forward might make campaigning more difficult. But, um, I, I, you know, you're right. He doesn't really need to campaign. Um, he, he could attend a rally at night and back into the courtroom in the day, you know, whatever. And he, he'll do that sort of thing. I also concur with you, although I have no inside info and I'm not really sharp on the system, court system and stuff. March 4th is currently the date set. Uh, they'd ask for January, I think, of next year. I think Jack's, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Jack Smith had asked for January of next year. Uh, the Trump team had asked for spring of 2026, and this sort of split the baby, if you will. And she said, "No, spring of this coming year." I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't get pushed back to, you know, instead of March, June, or something like that. But so I'm not sure this date is emblazed in stone. But I can guarantee it's not going to be 2026. Well, and she by by her saying that in March it gives her the flexibility to do that without pushing it all the way. You know, if you have a set in. 2026, and then all of a sudden there's more delays. You see where that's going. This way, that first delays, it could still be done within a reasonable time frame. Reasonable being defined by what you and I would define reasonable, um, and not necessarily, you know, three years away. We're going to do some more talk next hour about the Trump stuff, so I'm not going to take a ton of time with you. We can get over to the international things in just a minute. But a, 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 just an opinion, Tom, and not, I'm not asking you to pick sides like who's right or who's mm-hmm. wrong, but I'm just curious. What's your best guess? Trump take the stand in his own defense in some of these cases or any of these cases? Oh, boy, that's a, that's a very good question. Um, here's how I'm going to punt on it. Not really punt. Here's how I'm going to respond is I think, there are, I think there could be circumstances where he would. I couldn't tell you what they are right now, but my mind to respond to your question sort of hovers around the fact that hmm, let's just say he's doing bad in the polls for some reason or loses a primary or something. In other words, where he feels that he needs a try to take charge of the trial and dominate it as opposed to being the topic of everybody else's actions. And, and look, he, he has uh, perhaps the single world's biggest ego. Um, <laughs> exactly. And in his own mind, I'm sure he believes he is the best defense he can put forward. Um, and he has buffaloed the, uh, now, now this is an opinion, he has buffaloed the American people 
over and over and over again, I'm sure he feels that he, by the dint of his own personality and bombast, will be able mm-hmm. to uh, to uh, win over the, the, the a jury. I'm not so sure, especially if there's cross-examination by a really good cross-examiner, and there would be. Um, so I, I think, I, here's what I think. He may take the stand, but it would be over the unbelievably strenuous objections of all his attorneys. And it would be a true test of his ability to dominate a proceeding because, as you pointed out, you'd have a skilled cross-examiner, or a couple perhaps, you would have a judge who's not going to let him take control of his or her court, mostly. You know, that, that doesn't seem like it's likely so far. So you would have people um, interfering with his ability to free, free, be freewheeling in his appearance on the stand. It's going to be extremely interesting. I mean, there's so much to this. Yesterday, Mark Meadows made the argument. Uh, his attorneys made the argument. Well, actually, he was Meadows is on the stand himself, actually, uh, that his case should be moved to federal court, not Georgia court. Yeah. That's a big deal. I mean, if his case gets moved, would the other cases get moved as well? And that opens up a whole new kettle of fish. Uh, so there's a lot. There's a lot going yeah. on right now in these tri- in these potential trials. Yeah, again, as, I, as you and I have talked about before, I really looked at the Georgia one as a, a specific one because it's a state proceeding, a little bit different from the others being federal proceedings, and that, that is an added twist to, to Trump's troubles. Absolutely. Um, all right, well, I'm going to talk. I have another guest coming on next hour. We're going to okay. spend more of our time on Trump, so unless you have more Trumpian stuff to talk about, I'm going to move Just on to the— bobblehead. Oh, yeah, we did. Oh, that's right, yes, the, <laughs> the mugshot bobblehead. Have you bought one yet? No, I have not. I'm not a big bobblehead person, but, uh, you know, I'm sure that they'll sell out without my need to participate. (laughs) Uh, Donald Trump mugshot bobblehead. Uh, The the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame (laughs) Museum has created a bobblehead uh, based on his his mugshot. Oh, my Lord. Um, What, 30 bucks, I think. Individually numbered and can be ordered now for, I don't know, Christmas gifts or or whatever. Yeah, you can get the you can get it first off, man, and probably you know the, the collector's item version of it. <laughs> he is he's raising. Uh, uh, ABC had a, a, a poll out today that Trump's number polling numbers are not going up in these subsequent indictments the way they did after the first one, even though he claims they are. But his campaign cash is still clearly going up. He's making a lot of money off of these things, including off his own mugshot. Yeah, yeah, he's making a lot of money on that. <laughs> Tom, let's go to your uh, bailiwick, which is your the Pentagon reporter. Let's talk about some international affairs here very quickly. Uh, I, again, I, I only get sort of an over a sense as I read all of the headlines about the uh, war in Ukraine, but it certainly seems to me that Ukraine is continuing to really make a lot of gains. I wouldn't use the words a lot, but they are making gains. And, you know, we live in a society, Howard, where we have instant communications and we basically instant gratification. And while the Ukrainians, we had that great counteroffensive last year when they surprised the Russians, everyone, and made, they made significant gains quickly and without much effort and without much damage to them. It's not like that now because, you know, the Russians are really dug in. We've talked about this before. And you have layers and layers of anti-tank, anti-personnel defenses with missiles and landmines, et cetera. Okay. Having said that, the Ukrainians uh, are pushing forward. And um, over the weekend, they captured a small village. whose name won't mean much to many people. But the fact that they were able to capture it, it was held by the Russians. It means they broke through the first layers of the Russian defenses in this one part 
of south, southern uh, Ukraine that the Russians have held. Ukraine's goal was to punch through the Russian lines and to the sea, Black Sea, the Sea of Arzar, and that would create, you know, break the land bridge the Russians have between the territory in Crimea, which they hold, and the rest. Uh, that's the goal. They have about another month or so to do this. Now, uh, the British Defense Ministry, uh, you know, cautioned people from writing off the Ukrainians too soon. Uh, U.S. generals, including General Milley, have been saying, well, you know, we told you it's going to be long and tough fight, and we're not going to quarterback, you know, criticize it right now, Monday morning quarterback. Interesting to me, the Russians have moved one of their uh, top um, reserve units into the fight. They've moved it from one area to another, um, and relatively fresh units. So did the Ukrainians. They had a few reserve components left, and they put one of their best ones now into the fight. It kind of shows, you know, that both sides realize this is one of those critical moments, even though the villages they're fighting over we've never heard of. You uh, you mentioned General Milley in that conversation. Um, we are still looking at holds oh. on a huge number of, of nominations um, mm-hmm. by Tommy Tuberville, right? Yeah, we had a briefing yesterday and, and at the Pentagon. We always ask about this. And they're not shy about giving the numbers. You know, in this case, the hold currently affects at least 301 what are called general and flag officers, those are, you know, top generals and admirals. Uh, of the, the breakdown, and Millie's not on that list yet, he, he's still active. He retires at the end of September, certainly right. end of October. Right. So it's coming up, you know, and there's 91, 61 officers who can't take new positions. 25 officers, Howard, have had their retirements deferred. Or, you know, because they need to keep them in place. They were going to, they thought they were getting out and they got to stay in because there's nobody coming to replace them. Exactly. How's that? Okay. And uh, about 40 of the officers who have been selected to higher grades, they're going to assume those duties of the higher grade while remaining in their current jobs. And get this, uh, under military regulations, um, they're not authorized to have their date of rank backdated. In other words, you know, if you're a, a one-star, uh, if you're, a, you know, a one-colonel and then you get really a full colonel um, or one-star up to a two-star, you're still being paid at a one-star general rate for the next right time period, you don't get that backdated that you were doing the functions of a two-star general. So, you know, not only are you doing two jobs, you're doing it at the pay of the lesser position. So, you know, there's a lot of issues going on here. Now, uh, Congress comes back this week, and, uh, you know, this is a priority. The Democrats again said yesterday, and, and General Ryder, he's the spokesperson, telling him, he said yesterday, they're not, there's no compromise on this issue with Coverville, that the health care is going to continue for all service personnel. The Democrats may have to be forced to do a few of them one by one just to fill some of the positions. You know, there's nobody ahead of the Navy, the Army, or the Marine Corps, for example. But they really, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, this is not a question of Democrats gathering enough votes or anything. Tuberville's one vote, I mean, any, well, the, any one senator can hold those nominations, right? I mean, until he gives no, in, there's, no. there's no change for that. What he exactly what the hold does is could hold the nomination of any 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 nominee. In this case, the unmet, the full ma- unmasked, you know, on mass voting that they usually do for promotions. Now, each nomination could go to the Senate individually and be debated and voted upon like anything else. Okay, and that's what the Senate and it's been you know projected. If you did that with all these three hundred or so, it would take you till springtime to do each one, even if there's no objections. One at a time, time, yeah, Crazy. yeah, one at a time. And so that's where they are.
Crazy right. indeed. Uh, unbelievable. All right, Tom, I appreciate it. Got to run. Thank you. Yeah, Always you enjoy do. talking to you. We'll do it again next Tuesday. Uh, yes, Tuesday. We'll be off on Monday. We'll be oh, back yeah, on Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. Talk to you Thanks. then. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot. Tom Scuteri, national correspondent, Pentagon reporter here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It's 840. Everyone, I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this August the 29th. The man who pled guilty to felony animal cruelty was sentenced yesterday in Belmont County Court. Joseph Lee was discovered beating his husky pup in a St. Clairsville motel room. Judge John Baver noted that Lee has a recent criminal history of domestic violence, brandishing a deadly weapon and driving impaired. He sentenced Lee to six months in the county jail, six months in East Ohio Correction Center, and two years of court supervision. He cannot own or be around companion animals. His lawyer says Lee suffered from PTSD from six years in the Army National Guard as well as alcoholism. And officials are still looking for a missing teen this morning who could be in the Wheeling area. The Kanawha County Sheriff's Office is looking for 15-year-old female Rowan Wheeler. She's been missing since Saturday morning. Officials say she left with her boyfriend, Noah McCardle, to go to a nearby convenience store but never returned. She was last seen wearing a black shirt and white stripe brown crop top style shirt, black Nikes, and carrying a backpack. She has red hair and green eyes and is 5'9 and 180 pounds. At this time, Rowan is not believed to be in any danger. If you have any information on her whereabouts, you're urged to contact the sheriff's office at 304-357-0558. And one community is stepping up to provide help and resources to Payton City. The city of Sistersville is doing its part to help their neighbors in Payton City that are dealing with an ongoing crisis. Payton City is still under a do not use order for the town's water supply, so Sistersville decided to provide them with some resources. They opened their pool house and camping grounds for residents of Payton City. The pool house has functioning showers for residents to use, and they are also welcome to use the campgrounds to access the water pumps. The mayor of Sistersville explained why they decided to help. The full details can be found at WTRF.com. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Tuesday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. You want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's health care demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care right here at home. Developing new and exclusive services. Recruiting top surgeons, we embody the mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, pioneering medical care, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care, right place, right time. Hi, Dave Wilson filling in for Hoppy Kirchival on Metro News Talk Line. On Monday's show, talk to WVU student Matthew Cole, who says he's going to be directly impacted by the proposed program cuts. I was actually looking to um, go to graduate school for math here, but that is one of the programs that's up to be cut. So that would affect my decision on where to go to school. Now, the PhD math program here is the only one in the state. Catch us each weekday at 10.06 Metro News Talk Line on these Metro News radio stations. New class, fresh faces, a new school year welcomes us in. It's back to school time. And we're here with you on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Nothing yet, gang. 
You don't know what Bob and I have in store for you the rest of the morning. All right, truthfully, I don't know what uh, Bob and I have in store for you. The, do you know what we have in store for him the rest of the morning? No, I thought we'd wing it. Uh, it's, it's, that's what we generally tend to do here on the uh, on the Watch Talk Morning Show. Uh, I had a promo there for uh, Dave Wilson coming up today, filling in for Hoppy Kerchival. Uh, a lot of talk about the uh, flooding in the southern part of West Virginia, in particular in Kanawha County. Jeff Jenkins in to talk about that. Uh, the WVU Faculty Senate is still arguing over the uh, proposed cuts that uh, E. Gordon Gee is suggesting and what I guarantee you will become uh, permanent. Uh, also coming up today on um, uh, statewide talk line, uh, Jared Halpern from Fox News will be talking about the latest situation with uh, with Trump. 62 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 63 at the Highland, 67 at the in my backyard in Elm Grove. Still 62 here. No, we're at uh, 63. 63 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Tom Scuteri was talking about um, the National Bobblehead Association has put together a bobblehead based on Trump's mugshot. And a lot of people are making money off that mugshot. It's in the public domain because it's a public, you know, public mugshot. Um, and Trump is making money off of it. It's interesting to me that the anti, you know, anti-Trump forces are selling it too, uh, making uh, making money off of it. I'm not sure I get that. I, you know, I don't want Trump's mug around me. Somehow Democrats seem to think that, you know, it's an ugly picture. I agree, or it's an evil-looking picture. But somehow Democrats think that by having, you know, Democrats having Trump's mug in their hand, I don't know what to point. I don't get that. I don't know. I mean, I get why Trump's trying to get it out there, but I don't know why the the, the left wing is trying to get it out there. So if you and I would have thought this out and said, okay, how can we make some money on this? Trump's going to be fingerprinted. He's going to be photographed. You're saying we could have taken that picture and not had to give him anything or ask any permission. It's we not could've... his picture. It's it's the the picture of the Fulton County. Would we had to give them anything? I, I don't believe so. No, it's a wow. public. Wow. You know, same reason that, um, let's hope it never happens, that uh, you or I are arrested and go into the regional jail. Our picture is there on the regional jail page, right? And we sometimes see, you see people pick those up and, you know, promulgate them around. So kudos. I thought all that money was going to Donald Trump. So kudos whoever came up with that idea. Well, Way to go. The, the light, there's no licensing. You know, Trump is then taking it and selling it. As a merchandise item, I don't know what on on coffee mugs, on T-shirt, I don't know where. That money will go to Trump. But what's interesting is the Democrats are doing it too, and I'm I'm not again. I don't want a mug. I don't want to. I don't want a copy of his mugshot. Maybe they put some bars on it or something like that. Yeah, maybe I haven't seen that, but that could be. Maybe I mean I just I've seen people. I've seen Democrat friends. I say, oh, I want to get a copy of that mugshot. Why? I mean, now. If he's ever convicted, it might be a good thing to have, you know, frame it for at that point. But I, I don't. And Howard, I want to mention this, too. I, I haven't heard the chatter or the saber rattling of anybody. Have you? No, I, 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 I agree with you. And I am to this moment. I'm always antsy. But to this moment, I'm very pleased about that. We have not heard any threats i'm sure they're out there somewhere on those secret third, meetings yeah but i i don't well you know there but there's not been enough not enough to, for to for it to make its way to the forefront you know not enough you know we're going to get back at this since he was uh, you know indicted I, i'm surprised i mean i really thought 
And down in Georgia, they had super security put in place, you know, on on the day he was coming in and so on. Um, but but no, I haven't. I, now listen, text me if you'd like to at three zero four two one four sixteen hundred three zero stack Ox Service text line. Maybe there is more out there that I've heard. But no, I have not heard any. I like your phrase. I've heard nobody rattling sabers. What's scary though? The only ones that I hear squawking, and it's really really scary. These are politicians that are in office. They're so afraid if they go against the grain that they'll be out of work. Right. These are educated, very, very intelligent people that just won't let go because they're afraid of what will happen to them. Those are the only people, and that's good. I'm, I'm very, very proud of our country with that because, look, some of us thought it might be divided. I even heard the word civil war yes, out there. So well, Sarah Palin said civil war just a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, I, I, but, but I have not heard what I thought I would hear. Now, 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 let's be honest. Right now, there could be people listening to us going, <laughs> just wait of course you're not hearing about it we're not going to tell you i mean that's always possible too but i fully expected there weren't even to, to best of my knowledge not even a lot of there were some but not even a lot of real loud protests when he showed up at you know the jail well maybe there's uh bad boys going to prison <laughs> i might have that might have had something to do with that it, howard it, it, it could be you know early on after january 6th um some of the early defendants got I would call it a slap on the wrist, really. Yeah, we'll send you two months in jail, you know, that kind of thing. But as time has gone by, more of these defendants are going into jail for long stretches of time. And it may, yeah, you're right, may, you may be right. It may be the thing, eh, I don't know, you know, son of a gun, they may be serious about this crap, you know? So I don't know. 10 till the hour. Uh, if you want a, so here's another piece of merchandising. You might want this, Bob. Baby dog koozies. You want a baby dog koozie? No, I might wear a T-shirt. They they have a, 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 a Governor Justice uh, promoted this on his uh, X page, Twitter page, uh, earlier this week. Uh, two days ago, I guess when, uh, Monday was National Dog Day, and a great day, a great a great gift for for Dog Day. Why you can get a a baby dog koozie. And, of course, it it's all goes to his campaign. The purchase of this stuff goes to his campaign. But, uh, yeah, you can get, uh, you can get uh, a baby dog koozie. And other baby dog merchandise. I don't have the full address. It's at WinRed, which is the, the way you contribute to Republican candidates. It's probably WinRed slash justice or something. But, yeah, so you can get a baby dog koozie. I just think that's hilarious. Well, he's trying to generate a little bit of revenue there, Howard. Did you, did you hear one of the reports where he's kind of like uh – Saddling up with the the Saudis. Uh. I only heard. I'm glad you said that. As I was leaving the studio yesterday at ten o'clock, I heard. Yeah, I heard that, but didn't get a chance to look into it. Did you hear any more about it other than the fact that he he had a meeting with the Saudis to talk about their what do they call that their. Um, National, the, the Saudi investment account or something like that. Did and we know uh, just by paying a little bit of attention how, how they've been throwing money around. And what I thought was very interesting was was the governor's reaction was, no, 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 no. We were just, uh, I just was introduced to him. I was so, just talking to him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, look, everybody knows that the governor's having financial problems. They want to get in. You don't think they've... Uh, Wave some green under the governor's nose. Howard said, we can help you take care of some of these problems. Just let us get, just, just back us on this golf tour. Well, I mean, obviously he is backing them on the golf tour. Um, they bought the green bar. We just don't know it yet, Howard. <laughs> they, could, they, could, they could be on their way. Um, 
as you said, the, 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 I do have this story in front of me. I think I think there's a bit more to this than this story, which came out a couple of days ago. Uh, Jim Justice did say in a media briefing earlier this week that he had. Uh, well, I met with him. I mean, I said hello to him. I, I, I you know, uh, I, I, they were there and I was here. And and uh, but but I didn't really have any conversation. Well, he didn't really. Say, he didn't say he didn't or didn't. He just said, well, I just met with him. I just met with him. Um. So. You know, how deeply does Donald, not Donald Trump, does Jim Justice want to get involved with the Saudis? The Live Golf Tour was at his place uh, this past, last week, not this week, last week. Um, Saudi Investment Fund is totally behind that. Um, think about it, Howard. I don't think this is an exaggeration. $200 million, $300 million, that is peanuts to them. I mean, if they could get in good, again, this guy is just not governor. He's the front runner to be one of the 100 senators from our country. Correct. Getting his pocket, I would say that's a pretty good business deal. And from a, business, from a Saudi point of view, I'm just, again, talking off, off the cuff here. You don't invest in his campaign. That's too obvious. In fact, that's a little bit that, – that touches on being illegal. You don't invest in his campaign. You invest in his businesses. That's what, that's what the Russians and others did with Donald Trump. Hey, Mr. Trump, you need a loan? We got a big loan for you. Don't forget we give you a loan. Um, so Saudi's saying, well, you know, I've been reading all about uh, how much money you owe. How much you need. You know, what do you need? What do you need? I am not a big fan of Eric Tarr, who was the finance chairman, Senate finance chairman in West Virginia. In fact, I really took him to task this week over an article he wrote in the West Virginia Record about WVU. And I thought it was just, I thought it was scum to write what he did. But, so that gives you an idea. I'm not a big fan of his. I noticed, after, scum, right? I noticed scum? After, he did not respond to me, but after I put those things on, he began to follow me on my Twitter account. I figure he just wants to see what else I'm going to say. Now, so my point is I am not a big fan of Eric Tarr's by any stretch of the imagination. But Eric Tarr, the state senator, finance chairman, uh, this week said, you know, Governor Justice never places businesses in a blind trust, so he has no ground to disassociate himself from decisions to host the Saudi business Given the financial straits of Jim Justice as he runs for U.S. Senate, it is curious that the Saudis, enemies of freedom, would be interested in the Greenbrier. They're interested in Jim Justice is what they're interested in. Oh, the Greenbrier, in. because it's, it's a way to get into Jim Justice. Yeah. Contributing right to his campaign, that gets a little bit difficult. But, uh, hey, Jim. Uh, would you like us to uh, help you out here a little bit? Maybe you, I know you got that loan from Carter Bank, and oh, I forget who the others are. And they're having they're they're not being too good to you, are they? We are your Saudi friends. We can help you out. Just be be careful because if you do the wrong thing, <laughs> Mister Bonesaw could come after you. Uh, I'd planned to talk to uh, Brad McElhenney actually about this Saudi story yesterday, and well, as you know, Brad. Um, is he still washing his car, Howard? Hey, he had a sick cat. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I can't join you. I've got a sick cat to deal with. So, okay. Uh, maybe I'll give him a try later this week. Five before the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Hey there, Dave Weekly here, your host for Metro News Hotline. Get ready for an epic journey every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. We've got all the excitement you need from sports to tech, music, pop culture, and everything in between. Join Coop and I as we bring you engaging discussions, captivating interviews, fun games, and the latest sports and entertainment headlines that will keep you hooked. Metro News Hotline is your go-to source for sports, news, entertainment, and most importantly, fun. Tune in weekdays from 3 to 6 on Metro News and WVMetroNews.com.
How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously, but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up. Could your organization survive a cyber incident? If you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data, reputation, and dollars from cyber criminals, contact the team at Omni Strategic Technologies today. Omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected. Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit omniperforms.com. Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the watchdog trusts. Are you concerned about losing your home or automobile if you file for bankruptcy protection? Find out if you would lose any property by calling Tom McIntyre at 304-232-8600 or have a free chat conference with his office online at McIntyreLaw.com. Tom has helped thousands of people in our area. He can answer these questions for you. Call 304-232-8600 or check him out online and have a free chat conference. Keep up with the ever-changing world of sports all night long. Sports Map Radio is on the Watchdog. FM 98.1 AM 1600. Time to pack the lunchbox. Check the backpack. Get the kids back to school. And we're right there with you. On the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. I was a little too tall, could have used a few pounds. Tight pants, points, hollering down. She was a black-haired beauty with big dark eyes. And points all her own, sudden way up high. It's a couple till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. I have got to do something about coffee. My friends, Bob knows, my family, I've been having a terrible, terrible time finding a liquid that I can drink enough of to, that doesn't bother my stomach. I don't know. I'm getting old, I guess. Uh, so, you know, I, I do, I hate to say it, but I do. The Pepsi is helpful. A couple of swigs of Pepsi gets me, and I like that. But after a while, even the Pepsi gets a little bit old. My, my green water, which I've got here, uh, S. Pellegrino, is great. But after a while, I get tired of that. I, you know, the iced tea is getting too sweet for me. Uh, the coffee that I bring in the morning is pretty good. I bring one cup of coffee with me in the morning. But I, it's done by 7.15. We start the show at 7. By 7.15, I'm done. You need to start brewing your own coffee here. Howard. I do. I, that's honest the truth. I need to, to brew, brew coffee here or, you know, have someone, well, you know, actually bring me some coffee because this one cup is i'm sitting here holding this cup like i'm like i can somehow squeeze more coffee out of it. it's been it's been empty for two hours but at any rate that's my problem that is not your problem donald trump has problems of his own including possibly the 14th amendment matt robeson and i will talk about that coming up next hour here on the watchdog morning show where it's nine o'clock neither one cared we were getting our share working on a nightmare 7.7 7 a.m. 13.